So I guess I'll just do a looky dip. Should we just see where it opens? Okay. The doctor's opinion. So we'll, we'll go from there. Um, we believe, and so suggested a few years ago, that the action of alcohol on these chronic alcoholics is a manifestation of an allergy, that the phenomenon of craving is limited to this class and never occurs in the average temperate drinker. These allergic types can never safely use alcohol in any form at all. And once having formed the habit and found they cannot break it, once having lost their self-confidence, their reliance upon human thing, upon things human, their problems pile up on them and become astonishingly difficult to solve. Profit emotional appeal seldom suffices. The message which can interest and hold these alcoholic people must have depth and weight. In nearly all cases, their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are to recreate their lives. If any feel that a psychiatrist directing a hospital for alcoholics, we appear somewhat sentimental, let them stand with us a while on the firing line. See the tragedies, the despairing wives, the little children. Let the solving of these problems become a part of their daily work and even of their sleeping moments. And the most cynical will not wonder that we have accepted and encouraged this movement. We feel after many years of experience that we have found nothing which has contributed more to the rehabilitation of these men than the altruistic movement now growing up among them. So, um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Thank you. Thanks, Over Rich. to you, Paul. Thank you. Paul, alcoholic, welcome, everybody. Is anybody new here today? No. I'm not certain, Paul. Hmm? I'm not certain. No, it's all right. So, yeah, this is basically they're bringing in an institution, the medical community, to try to give them a little more weight with their presentation of the problem. Yes? So, uh, the doctor's opinion is about the real alcoholic that they crossed the line and there's no going back. And the only thing that's going to be uh, available to them is a reliance on a higher power. Uh, yeah. Mm. I'm so happy there's relief, tell you the truth, because uh, <laughs> I mean, in a sense, today, the problem doesn't exist for me. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, yeah. And I feel no knowledge, self-knowledge avails us nothing. So I can see these descriptions, but like we talked about, I think yesterday, about the allergy part of the disease, uh, this isn't like being allergic to peanut butter or strawberries. Yeah, because the problem really resides in the mind, even though it may have a physical trigger, 
it resides in the mind, so you're incapable of stopping to eat strawberries. That's what needs to be addressed. The self-knowledge that you're allergic to strawberries has availed us nothing, yes? The self-knowledge that we don't, things don't go well when we drink avails us nothing because we keep drinking or we keep doing whatever we're doing. So this is a different beast altogether. If you were in a certain normal balanced state, if someone finally addressed to you, hey, you know, a lot of your physical problems are, uh, are caused by eating peanut butter. And I suggest why not almond butter? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't think there would be a giant battle for years about fuck you, I'm going to eat peanut butter. You would just, all right, I'll just transition to almond butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need something with the jelly and the toast. Yeah. All right. Almond butter. There's options. But we're dealing with something completely different than that. And I feel, I even though when the drinking is flaring up, it's the all-important topic. But again, it's a symptom of something else. And if that something else isn't dealt with, the symptoms are going to appear. They may take different shape or forms, but they're going to manifest in one's life. So you'll be addicted to fucking, you know, whatever, the shopping channel or something. Yeah, it's, it's the, the mental state is an addictive, has an addictive quality, and it's going to seek avenues or vehicles to, to express that. So it could be sex or whatever, tons of stuff. So we want to get down to the underlying causes and conditions. And, you know, there was uh, interesting people would take the take of changing the word drinking to thinking and then seeing going over the 12 steps that way, looking at the, the thinking. And in a weird way, that's closer to the to the cause. Yeah, because the problem resides in the mind. And the problem isn't drinking. That's a solution we come up with. Yeah. The problem is the head. <laughs> we want relief. Therefore, something that's going to extend the problem looks like a solution to us, which is getting loaded, or even at least a few seconds of reprieve. Yeah. So this is a program of recovery. It's not a program of not drinking, really. It's a program of recovery from the underlying symptoms so that you get very content and satisfied in a state of not starting yeah so you don't have to be a master of stopping or controlling or managing your drinking and using you just don't start anymore <laughs> i think that's a very economical bit of wisdom yeah and calls they call it you know the state of abstinence and stuff yeah yeah now even though when I was in the hospital, they shot shot up shot me up with morphine, let's say, I was still in a state of abstinence, yeah? It seems weird, doesn't it? You would think the morphine would take you out of that state, but I had no interest in doing morphine when I left the hospital. <laughs> I just did it. I didn't think, I didn't start thinking of morphine every day. I don't know. I just did it. It was practical at the time when my arms were burning. And then, uh, you know, it wasn't. And the state of abstinence in included using medicine to
to be relieved of severe pain. Yes, the state of abstinence, abstinence included that. Yeah, it wasn't like I can never do anything. I remember when I first was there, and they uh, they I didn't want to take any painkiller, right? So they go, they say, all right, uh, what's what's the uh, the strength one to six? I said, give me one. So they gave me one, and then immediately I rang the buzzer. Give me six. <laughs> it's not the one wasn't working. Let's just go to, the, yeah. And then there was some relief, yeah, in the field of abstinence, in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping this is what we do. We, you know, I don't know. It's, hmm. A lot of people can stop drinking. Yeah, they can not start drinking. <laughs> they keep they keep starting drinking, <laughs> but they can stop for a period. They go in for 28 days or they lock themselves in a cabin or something, but they don't have the ability not to start, which is I feel is the real prize here is to have that condition prior to drinking, which is not starting. Yeah. I mean, it just makes life so much simpler. <laughs> now, can you be in an unbearable, anxious, discontent, irritable state and not start drinking? Maybe for a little while, but inevitably you're probably going to start drinking again. The beautiful thing of recovery is that's where you're relieved of. You're relieved of the irritability, restlessness, and discontent. Yeah. So the engine doesn't start, and then you don't try to turn it off when it's going 40 miles per hour. You don't, it doesn't start. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get run over by a, a non-moving car. <laughs> it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> So I feel that's the recovery from alcoholism and from the obsession with self, really. So, yeah, I mean, self-knowledge avails us nothing. We could have 80,000 doctor's opinions and probably be reading it, drinking a, a shot of whiskey. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I mean, I like knowledge, but it avails us nothing if self comes before the knowledge if it's self-knowledge it avails us nothing if it's knowledge of self it has value yeah it's just the supreme position if self is in the dominant position knowledge ain't gonna work it just doesn't work if it's in the secondary position it can be very valuable yeah it can be because we can learn yeah so uh yeah i'm keen on getting down to the exact problem because it has multi, it, you know, it flowers many, many, many manifestations of the, of itself. Yeah. But it's, it has one root. It doesn't say selves. It's not like we're dealing with demons that are legion, like 8,000 different demons. It says self is what has defeated us. It puts it in a singular state. Yeah. We share it all. All of us have shared it. Yeah. And been completely affected by it. But it's not like a zillion 
different entities. Yes, it's it's a simple. It can be seen. Yeah, it can be seen instead of looked from. You can see the the birthing of selfing instead of being that self that it births. Yeah, you can see it, and there's relief there. It demonstrates as not seeing thoughts as yours. Yeah not completely thinking everything that's ever happened through you, you were the one who chose it and did it. Uh, this, these ideas just get dismissed from your own observation of reality, really. I mean, if I get loaded today, I'm apt to do almost anything, yeah? I am, because there's no will in there. Something will take the, me over and use me for transportation, like it always has, yes? As we talk about, you're driven by tons of shit. If you're driven by shit, you're not the driver, obviously. <laughs> what was that thing about uh, driving Miss Daisy? Miss Daisy was clear she wasn't the driver. She was the driven, yes? The, the guy sitting in the front seat, he was the driver. It was driving Miss Daisy. It wasn't Miss Daisy's driving. <laughs> so yeah you see the difference it's so we're driven we need an employer we because we're going to be used yeah like it or not so the new employer uses us in such a way that it's a win-win it's beneficial to us and others the old employer has a lot of has, has grown to be very suspicious of its intention yeah so we have a new employer being all powerful it's going to take care of us that's a nice attitude to live by eh wouldn't your day look differently if you felt you were taken care of yeah that the pressure wasn't on you or on your mate or on your you know bank account or whatever it is but you you were going to be taken care of you don't have to earn it you don't have to fucking <laughs> subscribe. You don't have to pay for a subscription to it. You're going to be taken care of because this new employer is all powerful. And if you just stay close to it, which you can't be far from it, and you perform its works well, which is a pretty large statement, you know, a lot of, you know, acts can be put in that statement. Yeah. You're guaranteed to be taken care of. Do you feel that now? I do, yeah. Has it strengthened over time? Yes, because I've observed it over and over again in myself and others for 34 years. <laughs> so I outgrew that sense of anxiety based on reliance on self, like it says in the book. Why are we in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? There's your diagnosis, yeah? Let's not go have constantly, you know, holding fear seminars. Let's go to self-reliance seminars, yeah? There's more clarity to be had by seeing what self-reliance looks like than to constantly talk about fear, I feel, yeah? Because fear is an effect of self-reliance. So let's get down to the root causes, yeah?
what when you see your role in things doing the inventory there's four things they talk about two of them have self in them it's self-seeking and frightened and selfishness and then they throw inconsiderate and dishonest now inconsiderate and dishonest seem to come from selfishness and self-seeking and frightened yeah so basically when they, you look at your role in things, all you see is self's role in things. I mean, seriously, when you do the inventory in our book, two of the four qualities that you demonstrate with resentments and fears and harms of the others have self in it. Yeah. This isn't like a needle in a haystack. You don't have to dig. It's right out in the open, but it's masked by an act of being identified as self. Yeah. We're thinking it makes sense for Paul to try to get out of self. It doesn't make any sense if Paul is AKA self. Yeah. Because Paul trying to get out of self was the experience of my life out there, which is caught by the fact of self can't get out of self. I didn't understand that because I didn't see Paul as self. I saw it as Paul. And I thought Paul could escape self. I was sorely mistaken. Yes? Because Paul was the culmination of an act of being identified as self. I was calling myself the problem, really. Yeah? It's it's good. It's important to get clear about it, I feel. Yeah? Because why do they say in the third step, before we go to the main principle of AA, in the big book, it says, first, quit playing God. Why? It doesn't work. So why is that so paramount that they put it before the main principle of AA? Because that's selfing right there. Selfing is that which is playing God. Yeah. And if it plays God with the third step, the third step is going to look like a transaction. I'm going to turn this over unless I have better ideas or I have more options. So I'm going to turn my money over, but I'm not going to turn my my hope for a girlfriend over. No way. I don't want the higher power picking it. I want it to be 5'10", blonde, da 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 Yeah? And then concerning girlfriends, anxieties and resentments and fear will keep proliferating because self will be running the show again. And it's gonna manifest in those topics that you have given it over to, yeah? Once you turn it over to the care of something else, there's an ease and comfort concerning the outcomes of those hopes and wishes, yes? Yeah, so. Happy to be here. Nice to see everybody. And um, yeah, why don't we have self-knowledge avails us nothing? I think that's a good topic because it was just presented a lot of knowledge about the disease. It's an allergy. It's this and that. And in a way, it avails us nothing. Yes. So there you go. Why? Ready for some questions, Paul? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. If anyone's got a question for Paul, if you'd like to raise your virtual hand. 
or if not, put a question in the chat box and I'll read it out. Let's use the topic, self-knowledge avails us nothing. What do you feel that means? So what does, what does avail us of something? If self-knowledge avails us of nothing, what avails us of something? Paul, Al might have the answer. He's got a question for you. Would you like to unmute yourself, Al? Knowledge of self. It's still muted, muted. Here goes nothing. That's exactly the question I had because I keyed in on the word availed. I have fallen victim to self-knowledge availing me nothing. I have fallen victim to the fact that book knowledge availed me nothing. And uh, it may have been here earlier this week, but I read the book way back when Mr. Cop wrote, uh, if you see the Buddha in the road, kill him too. So if it's not the book and it's not me and it's not Buddha and his buddies, I was going, what does avail me? You know, and looking inside the last place, you know, you want to hide something from me, put it right under my nose or put it inside. Because that's the last place I'm going to look because I've been trained to, since, since I was a child, uh, food, clothing, shelter, get your needs met, get your needs met. And then, and uh, Maslow, I don't want to get too deep. Maslow said, work your way up to enlightenment. And then I come to the 12 step community and they flip the triangle upside down. They got that pyramid sitting on a point. Let's go to God first and then the rest. And I got one spiritual guru, Mr. Krishnamurti. He says, now we invented God <laughs> to blame and to go to. So what does, it's brilliant. I'm glad you said it because I was on the same thought with you what does avail me where do i go i want to write a song right now I'll well, shut up and... so listen <laughs> al you've been given the eyes to see what works and doesn't work it's not what avails you something it's the availing of something yeah i don't care where the water came from when i'm dying of thirst i want the water yes so Something has availed us of a lot in this life through the recovery program. Yes, a lot has been offered. I don't care specifically where it came from. I just want to know where it didn't come from, which is my head. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that has which in one sense has a, it has been put to good use at times. But on these incredible topics, it has availed me nothing because it doesn't have the ability to recognize what's actually going on. It's programmed to see things a certain way. It sees everything from a self-centered point of view. Yeah. So when I see something, I see how it pertains to me. Yeah. And this me that everything is brought back to isn't us. <laughs> So basically, the whole narrative of the life that I'm listening to, its central character isn't me. Yeah. So the interpretation and the narration lives for itself, basically, at sometimes at my great expense. Yes. 
Yeah. And it obviously, it can reach for some of us to the point that the only solution is to admit our powerlessness. Yes. We're not going to win the show. Yeah. We're not going to stop this flow or this direction. It's going to march on inexorably. Yeah. And basically, we're going to feel a sense of, well, to me, it's like a slavery, really. Yeah. If I'm in a day that's beautiful and I can't respond to that because my head is in what's not happening, for me, that feels like a bondage. Yeah. I'm bonded to the idea of self, which is concerned about yesterday and tomorrow much more than now. And I'd like to be here now. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't seem to listen to my requests or my, yeah. So what happens? There's the whole, I feel the whole effect, what really changes everything is a loss of interest in self. And self can't do that. Self trying to lose interest in self is interest in self, yeah? But this program, this way of life produces that effect. If you're willing to follow the suggestions and do what we do here, there's going to be a loss of interest in self. And that's going to open up a lot, a lot of possibilities. And then that statement of self-knowledge avails us nothing gets turned around and knowledge of self is very fucking, fucking valuable. Yeah. Because you can finally recognize I'm not that. Yeah. And then you'll be open to hear other tunes and you'll be able to dance other steps. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you can't keep looking at a closed store to get what you're looking for. It's not available. Yes. It will go to no avail. So something has put a halt to it and something has turned it around and we've outgrown all the previous conditions that were suffocating us. And now we're being enriched by our day instead of enslaved through the day. Yeah. Yes. So I think I don't care what's what it is that's being availed of, but I like the availing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What are these things when you read 50, 53 and we agnostics, what is it they're talking about? He says faith has something that has always had something to do with it all the time. What the hell is faith? It isn't a, it isn't a sect. It isn't Islam or Christianity. That's a faith. Yeah, that's a faith, but faith itself, the natural, like, energetic thing of faith, what is that? All we can know, we can only know the tree by its effects, yeah? So if faith is put into the thoughts, it produces anxiety, yes? If faith is put somewhere else, it can, it produces an ease and comfort. The beginning point is the same, faith. It's what it's put into that it's going to manifest as, yeah? So we obviously know our our dilemma has been a huge inordinate amount of faith in thoughts, yeah? I have believed what the head has been telling me. False evidence based on faith 
faith in the false evidence was appearing and is appearing real to me. Yeah, that's a condition. That's a condition of faith that we're expressing and demonstrating as this action figure, as this thing, as Paul, the life of Paul is an an exhibit, an exhibit, it's an exhibition of the expression of faith. Yes. The faith was in the head to such a critical point. Yeah. I would do almost anything. I would pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. Yeah. That was produced by faith in the thoughts. Yeah. Now the faith has been moved through this program. Actually, the program was the moving truck, but what moved it is the higher power. Yeah. That faith has been moved and put into something that's reliable. Yes. That's actually. It's faith, you know, it says faith without works, yeah? I would say faith that doesn't work (laughs) is pointless, yeah? This faith that we have in this program, the higher power works, yeah? It produces miracles, doesn't it? Have you seen a person and then you watch them as they get sober? Their eyes light up, everything starts happening. That's a miracle. What was that brought about by, but by faith, a shift of faith. Yeah. They started listening to their sponsor instead of their head. Yeah. That simple move produced a lot of incredible effects. So, yeah, I think it's a warning in the right before the third step. First, you got to quit playing God. Well, maybe you got to look at what is that, which is playing God. I never stopped playing God. I just saw I wasn't that which was playing God. Yeah. That's all happened. Yeah. The playing God keeps going. But now instead of having the stage of my life, it's in like a little mental closet where it plays God. Yes. (laughs) Under its breath. Oh, I'd love to, all that, but it doesn't fucking come out. Yeah, because the big God is playing. (laughs) It's in its little closet. (laughs) And so then after that, first, quit playing God. Next, in in this drama of life, God is going to be the director. We are his children, yes? That's the attitude. But that attitude can't gain traction until you see what's playing God. Because something could play God with that. Yeah. Playing God means things and uh, feelings and thoughts are being used to play God. Yeah. For God to play, there's got to be toys it's playing with. Our life becomes the toy that selfing plays God with, yes? We want to turn that toy over to the care of something greater than self, yes? It's really that simple. Perhaps there's a better way. Trusting the infinite, not the finite self. 
we got to admit, we can't bring that about. We cannot bring about the trust in the infinite, especially when we're identified as the finite self. It just doesn't work. Yeah. We've got to just tell the truth. Yeah. I'm screwed or whatever it is. And then you'll experience you're not screwed. Yeah. Finally, the horse will be in front of the cart. Something will be lined up and it will work. Yes. Your life will work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ready for another question, Paul? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I've got Kurt for you. Would you like to unmute yourself, Kurt? Hey, you guys. Great topic, Paul. You know, I was thinking when you were talking about this, I was thinking about and you even mentioned it, it said faith without works is dead, but you know, works without faith, like the faith you're talking about is just self-propulsion, just managing well. And uh, there's that other part in the book, it said when uh, it said every one of us has gained access to and believes in, they have the access to before the belief, believing in. It's like you gain access to it, you'll believe in it. And you also believe that what you believed in wasn't true, that it was a mental construct. Yes. And yes. the other the other part that I thought, yeah, the other part that I thought about was it says this awareness uh, is the essence of a spiritual experience, or more religious members call it God consciousness in spiritual experience back in the back. It's it's really interesting because you know, self-knowledge, didactic information, analytical information, more information, like you got to see, you know, people go, well, it's that thing I, we talked about a couple of weeks ago where he said, somebody said, I'm really being hard on myself. And I said, to him, you, that's not true. I said, what's happening is self is being hard on you and you believe it. You, there's a different viewing platform you're looking from. There's a different awareness. And sometimes it'll be described as, you know, self-knowledge avails nothing or knowledge of self or gnosis. That's one of the ways it's described. There's this different viewing platform that you start to see from. And man, I tell you what, it, that's, it's like, you, you know, you said, it's the last answer. It is the great reality within us. There's a reverence when you wake up to that. There's a real sacredness about that and a peace and a calm. And, and I really appreciate uh, you, you not moving from the uh, exact nature of the wrong. I really appreciate that you don't move from that. You just keep reiterating that over and over and over and over because I really believe you know, my experience was the more I just leaned up against that, the more it opened to me. So thanks, Paul. More, more of a statement than a question. Well, you know, it's been amazing that David G. from England set these talks up. Yeah. Because we had a few years of repeat, repeating the same thing. I mean, that's been a great gift for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, very, very because then you can stay one pointed and just keep, uh, and it bears fruit for sure, because the exact nature of wrong is tricky because when 
you're in the act of being identified as self, you don't know it, obviously. You start from being self, thinking, being suspicious, it's in the act of being identified as something else. (laughs) Yeah, so self is now the, is you, and then it's suspicious of all these other things, yes, but really it's rooted in this thing and that, so, yeah. I mean, I felt, you know, it happened in a, I felt it a lot of ways, but that one specific way was around page 64 in the book where I read being convinced self manifested in various ways. And at that moment, self was seen as completely foreign to me, which it had never obviously hadn't been seen that way because it was a, it was a, a surprise. Yes. There was a lot of feeling that used to support me being self that got switched and I saw it as foreign. And as soon as I saw it as foreign, as soon as I saw it as foreign, the next download was I can be free from it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was unlocked from the ignorance of trying to be free as self from self. Yeah. I saw it wasn't me and therefore I can be free from it. Aha. And then it gave me a reverse engineering of most of my life. And it showed me basically the theme since I've been six or something was self trying to get out of self (laughs) in tons of different vehicles. But the the intention was the same always to fail. Yeah. And part of that failure is always disguised and you're blaming yourself or this or that. It's just the the failing of uh, of the system piles on yeah yeah so now you get guilty as a self because you should have done this or known that it's insane it just piles on and on so but as soon as that happened that had a big effect and it and i had a way of life which was sobriety that would support that way of effect growing yeah because i wasn't out there going crazy or doing shit I was pretty subdued. So this thing, there wasn't some massive hurricane winds to blow the root of this thing out. It it grew. And then over the years, it definitely became the last answer because I haven't looked for another answer concerning this topic in years. I don't know how many years. And, you know, something was truly put to rest, which is awesome. (laughs) Now... The relief from it is uh, constantly more stuff gets revealed, really. It does. And so this is the beauty of step six and seven, I feel. Because most of the shit that is revealed is not of me. So I can bring it to that power and ask it to reconfigure it or restructure it. Because it's it's sort of like 8,000 different gold jewelry pieces, but the gold is still the same in each jewelry piece. When you melt them all down, even if they're handcuffs, you're going to get some value because the gold is there. So to me, step six and seven is like turning over your old jewelry of bondage and having it melted down to the gold, which is the juice. Yeah. And having that injected in your life, and hopefully through you into other people's lives. Yes, that's the great recycling 
of energy I feel recovery is. I do. I feel recovery is like an incredible recycling plant of reforming energy in a new way that fits us better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So instead of trying to live new from in the same old shell, it breaks the old shell and gives you a new shell and there a new attitude and a new outlook, a new freedom and a new happiness. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, you're always right. gonna see. You can always see selfing, and if you move to it, you can just bring it to six or seven or not. But you know, some of it. Sometimes in the dreaming I have at night, there's a pattern that I see. I have a lot where I tend to go somewhere with some kind of false assurance. Then I lose my money, my card. Not not, not all go. Everything goes off the rails. Happens in a lot of ways. When I wake up to that, I always bring it to six and seven to have it reconfigured. Yeah. 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 Because it's like the rope is useful, but now it's knotted up in so many ways. It can only be used to hang you. (laughs) They're all (laughs) movements. When I use the rope, I only get hung. So, no, I'd like that rope to be, you know, put to a different function. So bring it to six and seven. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Usually now... That stuff brought to six and seven takes you away from having to do eight and nine. Yeah. Because you don't act out or do anything based on it. So you skip eight and nine, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you do six and seven and then 10, 11, 12. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Great, great topic, Paul. Well, yeah, because it's a, it's a weird thing for us who have, you know, intelligence and understanding holds a lot of value to have something say, you know, self-knowledge avails us nothing. It's pretty profound. And yeah. Statement. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot in there. It's, it's actually saying a whole lot in that short sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta, we can't turn it around. But with a new way of looking, it turns it around. You see knowledge of self is valuable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you keep driving on saying, no, self-knowledge is valuable, self-knowledge is valuable, it will be by failing you miserably, but you could save some time and (laughs) fucking, uh, you know, shit by just getting it. Okay, self-knowledge avails me nothing. How do, I, do I have any samples of that in my life? They're strewn everywhere. So, yeah, just look around. You'll see it. All right. All right. Well, I'm people great. That's the great good news. I tell people, get some popcorn, sit down, and watch the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you ready so, for yeah. one more question? What? Yeah. Are you ready for another question? Okay, um, Al's burning through his some bitch slap tokens. He's got another question for you. Al? Um, yes. Yeah. Hi, Al. You may know me from my irreverent questions. Um, uh, how do I lock it in? The big 18-wheeled truck is pulled away, and they reveal the house that's been remodeled, and I love the house, but the truck seems to pull back in. Self just comes back in. 
sometimes short con, sometimes long con. You know, it's uh, it's a really <sighs> baffling. It's baffling. I know where I want to be, and I'm trying to stay there and string these perfect moments together. But the small G God of my intellect, I love that small G God of my intellect, because that's what I was worshiping. And that's where I go to when I become an atheist and agnostic again, right? I go back, oh, let's go back. I know better. I know better. So my question is, how the heck do I lock her in? Can I lock this in? No. I... <laughs> but something can, but it's not you. <laughs> yes. This is always reliance on a higher power every step of the way. There's not one point where you take over again. It, it, there isn't. Yeah. It always wants to hope that it's going to be useful at some point. It really isn't on this on this level. Yes. So, yeah. I live, I have great security in, in the uncertainty. Like I have certain, we shared it the other day, physical conditions that could go awry like that. Yeah. I don't know what's going to cause it or not. So every day it's a crapshoot. When I wake up, how one of the legs is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I've, I've, there's, uh, I've grown in a, in acceptance and, uh, you know, make hay while the making's good. So I enjoy the day when I have the ability to enjoy it. Yeah. Tebow yeah. has a line. Tebow has a great line. And the line is, let me think of it. Surrender is a discipline. And I, I, I'm, I, I strive to stay surrendered in the moment I'm in with an eye out for self, self-awareness, mindfulness, watchfulness, because self's a coming, self's a coming and it might not wait till Halloween. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Again, I like more, again, sometimes it's the language, but it seems to put a lot of weight on us. I don't like that. So I feel like something will do for me what I can't do for myself. So I'm more of a, the admittance that I, uh and my idea of surrendered is just to the fact of the third step i believe surrender it's surrendered is is you've reached a conclusion being convinced yes there's no surrendering and then taking it back surrendering you're surrendered yeah yeah it's beautiful really you may pick up little packages and send them to yourself but basically <laughs> The main distribution line is run by something else. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's I, I, I hear it in my head right now. Ego's going, oh, best talk ever. Best session ever. Ego's stepping right in to take credit for this brilliant. Talk. But yeah. don't worry about it. See, it can't take over. It just pantomimes. It comes in it, and enters the stage, stage left. And then says the whole story's been about it. It hasn't. It's playing a small role, and it's really not even close to the star star position anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, it's going to keep claiming and saying a lot of shit. But now the false evidence that it's presenting is appearing to be false evidence to you, <laughs> instead of you were once in a condition where it appeared to be real. Yeah, that's what has changed. The mental state has not changed much. It's still presenting what it's going to present. What has changed 
is the audience in a way. What used to appear real is not appearing real anymore. That's a huge, huge shift. Huge. Yes? Yes. And the, the appearing real or not appearing real is really quite dependent on interest. Yeah. So if you're holding all the thoughts that are appearing in one's heads as yours or about you somehow, it's being met with interest. So now false evidence met with a lot of interest can appear real. When it's not about you, when the thoughts aren't yours, then they're, then they're, they're uh, met with, like I'm hearing it, but I'm not listening, yes? Because the interest is somewhere else. I've seen where the interest in thoughts go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd rather have the thought, I'd rather have the interest being interested in things other than thought. Now, I don't have much say, but it's moved that way. Yeah. Yeah. The, fear, the fears turn out to be the bogeyman. And uh, itself that turns out to be the boogeyman, the bogeyman. Take your pick. Well, of course. Know. Let's say you're afraid. If you ever had like an accident or something, usually time super slows up and you have no fear at all. You're in, you're in a state of neutrality. It was all the fear before and after. But in the moment, you're not this. You know, there's no narration going. I'm in fear. You're too act. You're too interfaced with an event. I mean, there's no. The narrator comes later. Yeah, I had it. I was once hydroplaned on a mountain road. And when my car was turning, it, I, I was twiddling my thumbs. It was taking so long. I was just, <laughs> I mean, and then I hit the guardrail and then I snapped into the event. But man, there was no anxiety while it was happening. None. Yeah. Same thing when I got hurt in the water, you know with concussions and shit <laughs> the event it was when we when it went was went over later then there was a lot of insertion of anxiety and fear but the 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 raw data or the raw footage there was no anxiety in it it was an event yeah yeah so time has a lot to do with what we call fear which is really mental anxiety yeah so thank you yeah anyone else there rich there's no more questions at the minute has anyone else got a question for paul uh, we, we can we can uh say good we can end it eh i co i uh, i i uh co-sign what al's head was saying this was a great session <laughs> Sometimes it's right. <laughs> All right, so we've got Michael Stacy. Always a pleasure, Mike. Hey, thanks for all the support and everything. It's great. Yes. I didn't know they had such rocks in Madeira. It's pretty good. Mickey and uh, Michael. Uh, yeah. Bill, Bill C. Yes. Nice to see you, Bill. Kathleen, as always, thank you for all the support. I'm spending it wisely, actually. Yes. We got Al from Vegas. Yes. 
I think all our odds have gone up through this talk. Eh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're three to ones now. Yeah. We're, we're fucking, we can't lose. Kerry, nice to see you, Kerry. Feeling good? All's well? Great. We got Rich. Thank you, Rich. Yeah. You had a, you had a, what a, a tiny reprieve from your twins. Yeah, there you go. Get back to fatherhood. All right. Kurt Z, always a pleasure. Roman, as always. Walter, the brother from another mother. Chris, there he is. Nice to see you, Chris. You too, we got man. Joseph, always a pleasure again. Joseph's been with us for quite a while, and we've been with him. We've got Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan he doesn't have a suit on today. He's chilling out. Yeah. We got upstate Brittany. <laughs> I like that. Uh, hopefully some of these people are downwind Kerry or someone. <laughs> Knowing his proclivities. <laughs> we got. <laughs> we, <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. We got a nice chat from uh, uh, this is Fiona. Nice to see Fiona from New Jersey. Yes. Stefan on having never left. We got Chris T. Nice to see you, Chris. Mickey, as always, the Rock of Madeira. Kate, always a pleasure, Kate. We got Andy from uh, what is this? North Las Vegas? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, cool. I didn't know there was a North Las Vegas. you never seen um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? I've seen Fear and Loathing. He talks about it when they're in the diner. He goes, uh, North Vegas is a place where you go or you fucked off one too many times at the strip. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> All right, Andy, so... Andy from North Las Vegas. Nice to meet you. Yeah. We got Kaiser from Minnesota. Yeah. We got Jimmy R. Bruce F. Anu. Always a pleasure. Uh, we got, oh, Nina's here. Very nice. Some uh, floor, F-L-O-O-R, appeared. That's nice. A floor came to the meeting. Chris from Mammoth, Jimmy R, Andy, we got that, Kate. Uh, I think that's it. Hey, thank you, everyone. We'll see each other soon, I hope. We'll have uh, on the website, we're having a live talk Saturday and Sunday in Sebastopol, a special event there. And uh, I think we'll be Zooming the Sunday one. So if you're interested in the information, it'll be up on the website. There will be the same Zoom link as always. So, yes, it, I think it starts at one. So we may do it. So we'll, we'll, we'll put it on the website tomorrow and tell you. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you. Joseph, everybody. Thanks, Paul. Hey, you're welcome.